Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, November 10th, 2019. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? Coming to you live from Chicago. Gotta do the accent. I love I love saying Chicago in like a over-exaggerated, fugitive-style 1990s CPD accent. Anybody who's watched The Fugitive knows what I'm talking about. Um, I love I love saying it that way to people when I'm not in the Midwest and just seeing how they react. And some people think it's just how I normally talk. And other people are like, wait, say that again. But it's fun. Chicago. Uh, I feel like I'm, you know, Larry from Orland Park or something calling into 670 the score to complain about Lovey Smith, something like that. Although good for, uh, did I see the Illini won again yesterday, I think? Um, they're bowl eligible, which um, this year for the first time in, God, what feels like at least 10 years, maybe not that quite that long, but a long time, uh, where both Illinois, Illinois football and basketball are significantly better than uh, Northwestern. Football and basketball. Not that Northwestern is the gold standard of um, athletic accomplishments in the state uh, or, or nationally, but um, you know Illinois sports has been so awful for so long. The um, University of Illinois that uh, it's it's fun to see them, uh, you know, have a solid football program this year. Um, they're not amazing, but I mean, bad teams. Usually, bad teams don't get to bowl eligibility because you got to win, I think, six games. So even if you have an easy non-conference, um, let's say you pick up three wins there, you still got to put up three wins in your conference play and go, you know, three and six or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it's uh, not you don't have to be world beaters to do that, but but good for them. And then there's Northwestern football, who has still. I believe won one game this year versus UNLV. Um, And I didn't even know UNLV had a football program until Northwestern played them. I thought they were just a a basketball school. Um, But uh, yeah, rough year for the Wildcats. Um, And Illinois basketball is supposed to be good this year too. I don't know if they're in the top 25 right now, but um, they'll be there eventually, I I would think. uh, let's see, we're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago, uh, where I still have my Halloween decorations up, and by that I mean one pumpkin and one card from Grandma. Um, that's all the decorating I do, because I haven't been home much. Uh, believe it or not, I was in Boston a couple days uh, over the weekend. The city uh, doesn't really have a nickname. But that's okay. Uh, you know, most cities do, but Boston doesn't seem to have one. Uh, I was there working and uh, wore my I Heart Beantown button um, all around town, spreading word, spreading the gospel of Beantown. Maybe there's maybe there's an idea there for a bit or an episode or something. I know we did our, we've done a Fox News parody before. We've done an Easter sermon parody before. Maybe there's a gospel, the, the Beantown gospel. Maybe that could live somewhere. You know what I got to do? I got to get in touch with Lonnie Norwood Jr., head of Audacious Praise on the south side of Chicago down in like, uh, it's just south of Hyde Park. What's the name of that neighborhood? Um, shoot, what is it called? Well, it'll it'll come back to me. Um, but when I was a freshman in high school, 
not in high school and college, um, you know, looking for ways to make extra money. Classic Quinn. Uh, so I'm all over Craigslist. I'm the king of Craigslist, if you will. In fact, right now I'm doing this podcast live from a Craigslist couch uh, and my feet are resting on my Craigslist recliner. Um, so I see an ad on Craigslist looking for a pianist to join forces with Chicago musician Lonnie Norwood Jr., who uh, is from Florida originally, I think. I think his degrees are from like FSU or UCF or something like that in music. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll see what this is all about. So I go down there on a Saturday morning to uh, the south side of Chicago. And, God, what is it called? Um, I'm just, we're pulling up the phone, Google Maps, to find, remember what this jog, jog my memory. What's the neighborhood that? that is called it's just south of Hyde Park Woodlawn excuse me that's what it is so to get to Woodlawn from the north side of the city you know you got to take the green line it's actually not too bad you got to you know take the red line into downtown transfer to the green line um, and then you basically take the green line to one of its two ends I always took it to uh, Cottage Grove and 63rd which is not like deep, deep south side, but pretty far down there, you know, past um, U Chicago, past Hyde Park, close to um, where 90 and 94 split, just east of there, a couple blocks, uh, a mile or so, to Cottage Grove. And so I go down there on a Saturday. It's probably right around this time of year, uh, late in the fall. And I meet up with Lonnie Norwood Jr. at this church. I don't recall the name, but I could find it if if I had to. Um, and uh, we play through some gospel music and learn more about this project he's looking to put together, Audacious Praise, which is just a fun name, Audacious, A-U-D-A-C-I-O-U-S, something like that. Um, and I don't know if, if they were going for like a play on words because audacious has the same start as like audio or audular it's just a a fun word that i just made up um anything you know pertaining to music which you know is is fun but i you know lonnie offers me the job on the spot i'm like all right cool let's do it so we're going to be rehearsing every saturday morning which is not a problem for me as a college student because saturday mornings i tend to be uh, wide open. And I don't remember what we agreed to for payment, probably something egregiously low. But, you know, when you're 18 and living in a big city for the first time and your only income is playing church jobs on Sundays, you'll you'll take anything you can get, uh, which is the situation I found myself in. So um, I, uh, I, I take the job and I think the next... When week or something like that, Lonnie texts me and says, hey, uh, not feeling well or I'm out of town or something, so we got to cancel for this week, but I'll see you next week. I'm like, all right, sounds good, same time. So next week I go down there, and, and the first time he canceled, he had texted me in advance. I never had to leave my dorm or anything like that. This next Saturday comes up. We're all good to go, so I take the train all the way down there, which on a weekend, anyone who's written the CTA on weekends knows it can be a pain in the butt. 
And I, I should quickly mention here that listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some uh, colorful language, and I was about to say ass there, but now I can, and we won't, uh, FCC won't be all over my ass. Uh, number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Uh, so I ride, I ride the Green Line all the way down to Woodlawn, Cottage Grove, get off. You know, it's a Saturday morning. It's like 9 a.m., I otherwise wouldn't be out and about at this hour. It's cold. Uh, I go to the church. You know, this whole thing takes over an hour to to get there. And I knock, and I ring the buzzer, and uh, nothing. So, and I'm already feeling a little bit skittish. And, you know, now I, I can walk around, honestly, pretty much anywhere in Chicago and feel completely safe, completely comfortable. Because I have a better idea of how to navigate and places to go, places not to go, etc. But 18-year-old little skinny white Quinn who doesn't know much about big cities and urban life in general was feeling a little uh, exposed, just like hanging out in a parking lot on the south side outside of this uh, church in a fairly rough area, right, right along like Cottage Grove, 63rd, MLK, like... You're not that far from Hyde Park, but once you leave Hyde Park, it really uh, gets just pretty run down. Um, and, you know, you see, you know, people walking, street walkers and saw some drug deals and stuff. And it's just like, eh, I, I'm i not bugging anybody, so I feel like nothing's going to happen to me. But at the same time, I just don't want to just be walking around down there by myself, Um waiting to hear from Lonnie Norwood Jr. So I give him a call, no answer. At this point, I'm just starting to have like a little freak out, just like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, Eventually, he texts me after I've been outside this church for like 15 minutes on the street. uh, And he's like, hey, really sorry, I have pneumonia. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, thanks for telling me uh, so I go all the way back home you know that was my whole Saturday morning didn't get paid nothing like that frustrating right eventually uh, so that was the last time I ever really talked to Lonnie Norwood Jr. the project just completely fizzled and then about a year later he uh, emails me and is like, yo, Quinn, really sorry. Things fell off the wagon there. Um, wasn't able to get invested in the project this year, but looking to get back into it now. Are you available? So that would have been in you know 2014, something like that. I haven't emailed Lonnie back. I haven't figured out exactly what to say yet. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's it's getting a little bit long since he emailed me and I should probably respond at some point, um, in the next couple of years. Uh, I feel bad for, for leaving him hanging there, but I haven't responded yet to Lonnie, but I'm thinking about it. I just haven't found the right words to say yet in the last five years. So, um, you can, however, go to, and this is just, I'm doing free advertising for you, Lonnie. Uh, you can go to uh, YouTube and just Google audacious praise or like, uh, or Google, you search audacious praise or like audacious praise Chicago or just Lonnie Norwood Jr. And you'll find some of their stuff. And of course I'm not in any of it, um, because I left the band, but Hey, if they ever make it big, you know, I want to be, uh, I want to be on the Wikipedia page as the original founding pianist slash keyboardist of audacious praise so um boy i don't even know how we got there but uh you know love a little story time Uh, and there's not a ton going on in this podcast 
outside of story time, I do want to talk about a flight I took this week. That was very fun. Um, but I did get to spend some time with uh, my parents in Oregon, my sister. I uh, had some beer. Did not go to the dispensary. I've still never been to the dispensary. One of these days, perhaps. Um, and I don't know what that's going to look like in Chicago after January 1st, but uh, it will be interesting to, to see that the biggest thing there is that it's expensive. Um, and I've never smoked and I don't want to smoke, but I, I would be curious to have a brownie or something or another like that just to, you know, see what it's like. Um, it's just an it's, it's a really interesting um, concept slash culture because it was such a and continues to be but for me growing up a huge taboo thing like smoking pot is um you're probably going to hell uh, if you're not already there um it's you know devil's grass that sort of thing uh and it's interesting now it's a completely legal thing in many states and soon to be illinois um and i still don't smoke pot and probably won't after it becomes legal but it's just interesting how it has gone from like the worst possible thing you can do outside of like murdering your family to all of a sudden, yes, it's just a completely legal recreational activity. Um, and of course in Oregon, you know, you can do it as much as you want. Classic Pacific Northwest. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I had a flight from Salt Lake city to Boston. So Thursday was a travel day for me and it was a real pain in the butt going all the way from the West coast to the East coast is hard enough, but you have to connect, uh, in Salt Lake city. Uh, so it's a two hour flight there from my parents' house and then a two hour layover and then a four hour flight to Boston right there. That's, that's eight hours right there. Plus you lose three hours. So that's 11 hours, uh, on the clock just from the time your flight takes off to the time your flight lands. Um, and if, you know, you get to the airport an hour, hour and a half early and wait, you know, half an hour after you land, taxi, that sort of stuff, you're at another two hours. So that's a 13-hour travel day, um, which is more or less what it came out to be because I left at 10 in the morning, and uh, it was actually longer than that. I didn't land until after midnight. Um, and didn't get to my hotel till after 1 a.m., which was fun. But on this flight uh, from SLC to Logan, middle seat, which is becoming a recurring theme for me because I flew from Chicago to Seattle uh, a couple days prior to that, and that's a four-and-a-half-hour flight, also middle seat. Very fun. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm sitting there, find my seat on this plane to Boston on my right, is a man who I think was some sort of college professor. He had his tray table down the whole time, had his laptop up, doing a lot of research, typing, that sort of thing. He also happened to have about a gazillion uh, papers, just completely unorganized all over the place. Uh, Lots of stuff on the floor, so he's consistently bending down like into my lap where his head was going, which was uh, Mile High Club, Woo! Uh, to try and get his pa- pagers, pagers, pages and papers. Um, and at one point asked me to hold something for him for like 30 seconds, which I don't care, whatever. But it's just like lacking some airplane etiquette. And then uh, that was that was the good the good side, though, because to my left was a mom and a child. 
And I think it's supposed to be two years and younger is like you can have a kid on your lap, anything over that. They have their own seat. Uh, maybe this kid was two, uh, but boy, he, he looked like if he was that tall when he was two, this kid was going to grow up to be Yao Ming because that was the biggest two-year-old I've ever seen. Uh, and this kid was having the time of his life all over the airplane on top of mom, on top of me, on top of a college professor, um, just all, you could not hold this kid down. Eventually, um, the, the, uh, it's time for a diaper change, which, and maybe I'm wrong on this because I don't spend a lot of time with, with parents, uh, of young toddlers and babies, but I thought you go to the airport bathroom or the the airplane bathroom for a situation like that, and not use your tray table, which was a an interesting experience to you know be sitting next to. And you know how these middle seats are; there's not a lot of room to operate. So that was that was fun, you know, get right up and personal with the dirty diaper, uh, and the smell was just oof. We were having fun, um, in quotation marks. And then this kid finally decides he's going to go to sleep, which was good, but but I didn't know how, how painful sleeping could be. Uh, so this kid lies down. He's got head on mom's lap. And you just imagine this this body. The legs are swinging out on me, and the feet were more or less right where my thigh ended and the college professor started. So if you're imagining this visual in your head, I've got full legs on my thighs. Uh, the kid was a kicker, uh, bruised thigh a little bit. Uh, occasionally we got close to the crotch area, which was uh, just, boy, a uh, little rough at times. Uh, there were times when I was starting to doze off, which was I was pretty impressed by because I don't usually sleep on planes. But uh wouldn't wouldn't you know the the kid made sure that I wasn't able to to completely enter um, a, a catatonic state, uh, and that you know was another two hours of that with uh, the legs on me, the feet on me, and it was just you know how these things go, and you're on a long travel day, so just starting to run out of patience a little bit. It was very hot, very sweaty. Um, the dirty diaper smell was just ruminating and, uh, I guess all this goes to say, I, I know what it means to be a mother now. So, uh, I really learned, I really grew up a lot in those four hours and, uh, thankfully I made it out. Um, but boy, the, uh, the middle seat when you're six, one pushing two thirty, two forty, uh, is just, that's a tough experience. Um, and I, I talked to, you know, coworkers, um, or, or colleagues from other schools and stuff about it. Like, well, why don't you just pay, um, to get out of there or something? And I, well, I'm not authorized to do that. Um, because work is paying for it and work pays for the cheapest tickets. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We have fun with it. Um, I mentioned, I'll do a little teaser here before I read the ads. I mentioned that I was with my parents for a couple of days this past week and we, uh, I'm happy to announce our next 
Bean Town Unplugged Special. So yes, we've had fewer of them. I think we've only had one or two this calendar year than in 2018. Uh, but we've got a good one coming out. It's going to be an interview with my mom about her time in prison, uh, which was something that I didn't know about. I I just recently learned about it um, that mom went to prison. So we're going to be talking about that. Look for the Bean Town Unplugged interview uh, to come out in the next couple of weeks. Here we we still have to conduct it and then I'll have to edit it and all that stuff. But um, yeah, mom goes to prison. Should be good. Let's read some ads here and then uh, we'll we'll close up shop a little early today. I got to take a shower. Uh, It's a classic problem. So not wearing my glasses and I'm lying far away from my computer, but I think I can do this. I can just barely reach. Um, Okay, let's read our ads here. And if you're if you're like oh let's add time let's skip through it. First thing I say is, hey, your body, your choice. But the second thing I'll say is, if you didn't listen to our ad read for Home Pride Oregon last week, we did it while we were in Oregon, and I really think it's worth listening. So, um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the ad reads from last week, go check them out. Check them out if you're not going to listen to these ones. Uh, Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners. There's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating, cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know that you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you know who you got to call. His name's Steve. His number is 541-410-0316, and he's my dad. Or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or just visit HomePrideOregon.com. Com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. Worked great this morning on Family Chat. Works even better on today's Queen David Furnace presents the Bean Town podcast. Uh, it's it's slick. It's sleek. It's sheer uh, amazement. It's like if clean, crisp audio quality was all rolled into one gorgeous handheld microphone. Uh, don't forget when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And it was actually interesting. I was at, um, and we're going to talk about this just briefly in the second half of the show here today. Um, but I was at, uh, hashtag friend of the podcast and host of the local glow podcast, Hark Shahada's house last night, um, for, uh, a, 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 an EP release party, which we'll discuss. But um, he brought out his his teen study Bible, which I hadn't seen a relic like that in years. Um, And it just made me think of the Samson Q2U series. And we had some good conversation on organized religion and Catholicism and Lutheranism and all that good stuff. Uh, And uh, the TV guides, you know, they stopped coming, so I don't know what... uh, What's on the telly, which is unfortunate, but I did have a friend uh, send me a Snapchat. She's at her grandma's house, and the grandma uses the TV guide to see what's on television. So this only further promotes the idea that I am indeed a 65-year-old man. Uh, And I may only be 24, but if this is what 24 feels like, God, what is is 40 going to feel like? Because I feel like 40 right now. Um, I don't know how much these knees have left in them, which is just a shame. 
But let's finish up the ad reads here. Cuts by Q, Bob, and Weave. We all know the hairstyle, and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, just a little different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Chicago, Cook County, and Chicagoland. From beehives to bangs, I should make my own character. What did I say earlier, Larry from Orland Park? I don't know if Larry's exactly the name I want to use. I think there's more of like a, there's a better like Chicago, um, Polish name. I don't know if it's like Jeff or Dan or... I don't know. We'll think about it. It's just like basically taking uh, like all the the classic accents and tropes from Da Bears fans, uh, and you just uh, and the, I just got to watch The Fugitive a bunch of times, and I'll I'll get it down. Um, Larry from Orland Park. That's the working title, but we can we can do better. I think. Uh, let's see. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between. Call cuts by Q at eight one five two nine eight seventy two hundred, or you can email cuts by Q at yahoo dot com. Again, that's cuts Q U T Z by Q at yahoo dot com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at cut. By Q. Love a good song. I don't know when I first developed that song. It was it was uh probably around this time last year, right? It's probably about a year old. We the the ad reads, if you're fairly new to the podcast, the ad reads are not um they have not been part of the podcast since since its inception. Um we only started doing it kind of middle to late last year, I think. Um, I have to go back and see when we did our first ad read. Um, I really don't remember. Maybe like September or October of 2018, something like that. Um, The first, you know, 30 episodes or so of the podcast did not have ad reads in them. Um, But, uh, you know, you got to bring in the bacon somehow. Uh, I mentioned uh, that... I went to uh, hashtag friend of the podcast, Tark Shahada's house last night. He was gracious enough uh, to host us, him and his wife, Laura. Uh, great people, great couple, uh, power couple, really, uh, hosted us. So Tarek is, uh, in addition to host of one of my favorite shows, the Local Glow podcast, he is also a local Chicago, Chicago musician um, who operates under a couple different names. He has a band uh, called Discoverer, and they are excellent. You can go see them uh, pretty much uh, anywhere. They're they're doing some tours upcoming, or if I don't know if it's just Tarek who's playing the sets. Um, he's actually playing with another band too. Uh, I don't think Discover has sets coming up. I think Tarek does though. Tarek, uh, although in addition, excuse me, to uh, playing with band the band Discover, he also has some solo music, and he just dropped some of it on Thursday night. So the EP is called Hum, and it has three songs, and it's just excellent, chill music. Uh, very indie feel, uh, but excellent songwriting. 
and Tarek was generous enough to host a little get-together at his place last night. Uh, we were able to discuss the EP, some themes interwoven throughout, interwoven, I-N-T-E-R-W-O-V-E-N. Sounds like it could be a German camp or something for music kids uh but it's a fantastic ep i was fortunate enough because i got to my hotel at about uh 1 a.m eastern time and i think the ep dropped at midnight central time uh and so i ended up listening to it about 15 20 minutes after it came out which was uh just pretty lucky considering that it dropped at midnight uh but I've listened to it a couple times since. It really speaks to your soul. It is like audio chicken soup is how one person described it on Facebook. That person was me. Uh, it is absolutely wonderful. Go check it out um, and do some intentional listening. You know, this isn't like a full-length hour-long album where you're just struggling to keep up. This is three songs. Listen to the music. Listen to the lyrics. Let them speak to you. Um, and and thank thank Tarek for putting that stuff out because the world needs more of that guy. I'll tell you what. And if you don't know the local globe podcast, you got to go check those guys out too, uh, because it is a lot of fun and you basically have a spectrum in terms of production value, right? On one end, you have the bean town podcast and on the other end, you have the local globe podcast. So if you're like, wow, this Beantown podcast production value sure is high. I don't know how anything could ever get better than that. I present to you the Local Glow podcast. Go check that out uh, and check out the new EP, Hum, from Tarek Shahada. And he'll be on tour uh, coming up here. And he even has a Chicago date this week, I think. Um, I got to check that out. I won't be here, unfortunately. I'll be traveling back to D.C. one more time. Uh, but check his stuff out. It's great. The last thing I want to say uh, is that I watched a movie on the plane yesterday morning from Boston to Chicago that I'd never seen before, but it's a movie that you hear about uh, frequently because it's a fairly, it, uh, it's a fairly well-respected movie and is responsible for launching the career of Billy Bob Thornton. Sling Blade. I didn't know much about. Uh, all I knew was that it was a Southern drama um, set in Arkansas. Uh, if you like, um, you know, like um, something like Leave No Trace uh, or uh, Winter's Bone, the other Deborah Granick movie, um, and as far as southern kind of dramas go, uh, it's kind of that with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like Rain Man thrown in. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's 1996. Billy Bob Thornton wrote and directed it. Um, adapted the screenplay from a book, I think. Um, and he won the uh, the Oscar for adapted screenplay and was nominated for best actor as well. Uh, the basic uh, plot tease is that there's this uh, man with an intellectual disability who has a fairly dark past, has been locked up in a mental hospital for a long time, uh, finally gets out and tries to fit back into society and ends up encountering a lot of the same socio-familial problems, issues that he faced when he was a young child. And there's kind of a chance for him to do things Differently or maybe not so differently the second time around. So uh, two hours, very much like a 90s feel type of movie. Really good music, too, though. Um, and there's a song uh, that plays in the credits by the guy who did the music for this movie, Daniel Lenoir. His name's something like that. He's French-Canadian, I think, uh, called The Maker. 
Uh, if you don't know it, it's gonna it feels very you know late '80s '90s type feel, uh, but it's a really fantastic song. If you like, um, you know something like, uh, oh man, who did uh, who sang "Bird on a Wire"? The Neville Brothers, Aaron Neville. Like a bird on a wire, like a crush and I don't cry. I'm a Anyways, um, that's that's Aaron Neville who sings that, I think. Um, and I, I didn't do it justice. Uh, shocker, because it's a tough song to sing. But it feels this the song The Maker feels a lot like that song, which they're both fantastic songs. And I know what I'm about to listen to in the shower. Speaking of which, gotta hop in the shower, get cleaned up. Uh it's a rest day, watch some football day. Vikings versus Cowboys tonight, go Vikes, the Minnesota Golden Gophers beating the Penn State Nittany Lions. Gophers are now nine and oh with three games left in the college football season. Uh if they run the table and defeat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, guess who's going to the playoffs? So um a lot of a lot of ifs in that statement. But hey, you know, we can have fun until the cows come home. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, please leave us a comment. Uh, Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, B-E-A, and Team Podcast at Yahoo.com. We love hearing from you, the fans. Uh, you can also tweet at us. We are at Beantown Cast. Uh, I am personally at White Buns, or I'm on Instagram at Q.QueenD. Uh, love to hear from the fans, the followers, and the hashtag friends of the podcast. Okay, that's what I got for you. Stay warm. It's going to be cold as hell at the early portion of this upcoming week, 16 degrees in Chicago. Classic pre-Thanksgiving weather. Okay, that's what we got. Be nice to everybody else. Have a good day. Watch out for toddlers on the planes because they might not be two years old. Check in on you next time.